Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is the podcast version of my newsletter called Sarah by the Season, where I explore a little bit of everything that's on my mind as I try to lean into nature's wisdom and rhythms. Subscribe and learn more at sarahbythesseason.com. This week's newsletter is titled Looking for Mr. Carpenters. Let's find them and be them. The kids and I are listening to the Emily of New Moon series, and we keep talking about this one scene at the end of the first book. Mr. Carpenter is Emily's curmudgeonly school teacher. Emily wants to be a writer, and she finally lets Mr. Carpenter see some of her poems and short stories, and he harshly critiques most of her work line by line. She's heartbroken, thinking that she isn't any good because she actually respects Mr. Carpenter, so she can't brush him off. Here's the end of the scene from the book. Her eyes brimmed with tears, her lips quivered. She could not help it. Pride was hopelessly submerged in the bitterness of her disappointment. She felt exactly like a candle that somebody had blown out. What are you crying for? demanded Mr. Carpenter. Emily blinked away tears and tried to laugh. I, I'm sorry, you, you think it's no good, she said. Mr. Carpenter gave the desk a mighty thump. No good? Didn't I tell you there were ten good lines? Jade, for ten righteous men, Sodom had been spared. Do you mean that, after all, the candle was being relighted again. Of course I mean. If at thirteen you can write ten good lines, at twenty you'll write ten times ten, if the gods are kind. Stop messing over months, though. Don't imagine you're a genius, either, if you have written ten decent lines. I think there's something trying to speak through you, but you'll have to make yourself a fit instrument for it. The kids and I keep talking about this scene because the kids realize that Mr. Carpenter is Emily's biggest fan, but also her fiercest critic, because he knows what she is capable of. We've been talking about what a gift Mr. Carpenter gave Emily of really acknowledging her calling honestly and authentically. And, because we're further along in the second book now, we can see how that scene described above becomes a lamppost for Emily for the rest of her life. Probably because I've already been thinking about this phenomenon, I've been noticing the Mr. Carpenters of the world all around lately. Grant and I are watching Friday Night Lights, and Coach Taylor pulls Smash, a star-wide receiver, aside to tell him that he believes in his ability to play football at the highest levels. You can see how Smash lights up at Coach Taylor's faith in him because Coach T doesn't hand out many compliments. In this recent podcast episode, Martin Shaw talks about how Robert Bly took him under his wing and changed the trajectory of his whole life by seeing something in Shaw that he hadn't yet seen in himself. And at the end of that same episode, Shaw offers his guest David Keenan a Mr. Carpenter moment that honestly brought me to tears. In my writing group, one of the women believes so strongly and specifically in the calling of another woman's poetry and art that it is a beautiful thing to witness and play a small part in. As a mother, I've been thinking about this phenomenon a lot when it comes to our kids. Our job as parents, I think, is to be relentlessly on their side when it comes to what they want to do in the world, within reason, obviously. Parents are really too close to be Mr. Carpenters. We care too much, and we can't be ruthlessly honest without risking breaking their spirits because we're their parents. We need coaches, teachers, and other adults in their lives to speak into their calling in a way that is authentic, clear-sighted, and genuine. I get squirmy about calling because it's become all packaged up as something else to be sold or available only to certain people, but I still think the idea of calling is true for each of us in some capacity. We need Mr. Carpenters to see it in us and give us confidence to pursue it. One of my favorite things about the holidays is the opportunity for good questions and the storytelling that ensues. I like to go into each gathering with a big question for everyone and challenge myself beforehand to come up with a question that will really get people talking and sharing. This year, I think I'm going to ask my loved ones about their Mr. Carpenters. But first, I'd love to hear about your Mr. Carpenters in the comments. And while you're reflecting on it, I bet it would make your Mr. Carpenters whole year if you reached out to them and told them what their encouragement meant to you. You have more power than you know to make someone's whole day.
you'll have to tune into the actual newsletter for my rants and raves and stuff we're sharing this week. Thanks as always for listening and cheers to acknowledging your own Mr. Carpenters in the week ahead.